AFCON 2010. The trade show that you know where affiliates always attend for free makes its way to Denver June 21st through 23rd. Register today at AFFCON2010.com. AFCON 2010 is different from those other affiliate trade shows designed for the affiliate manager, where you can pay up to $1,500 just on a single registration. That's why AFCON 2010 offers you an alternative, a show that's free for affiliates, not to mention over 80% of our attendees are affiliates. AFCON 2010 brings you a wide range of sessions, essential for significant affiliate marketing achievement. Plus, we are proud to be working with Search Engine Strategies to present an additional day of all new search engine marketing sessions and tracks. Add unbeatable nighttime networking capped off by WebmasterRadio.fm's annual affiliate bash, and you have the complete affiliate trade show experience for free. Join the thousands in the affiliate marketing community that are making the switch to AFCON 2010, the trade show that's free for all affiliates. June 21st through 23rd in Denver. Register today at AFFCON2010.com. That's AFFCON2010.com. WebmasterRadio.fm Feel you're getting the most out of your current affiliate marketing program? Find out as today's top advertisers and publishers unite on the all-new Affiliate Marketing Today. Join your hosts, Commission Junction's Advertiser Account Director, Kim Dossell, and Publisher Business Development Manager, Brian Caldwell, as they share valuable insights on promoting strategic relationships, discuss the state of the industry, and offer you a rare glimpse into the minds of today's top players. See how to get the most out of your affiliate marketing program now as we present the all-new Affiliate Marketing Today, the industry's only broadcast, offering unique perspectives of both advertisers and publishers. Now, here are your hosts, Kim Dossell. And Brian Caldwell. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Affiliate Marketing Today with your hosts, Kim Dalzell and Brian Caldwell. And we are back for another session. So this week, Brian gets to do most of the talking because we're talking about publishers. And just to recap, um, I'm from the advertiser side, so I work with large uh, advertisers on uh, CJ Marketplace, and Brian is actually working with publishers. That's right. I see myself really as a, an advocate for publishers here at Commission Junction, um, and really advertisers are a big part of, of um, who I talk to on a daily basis, but those publishers that are out there, uh, regardless of if they're with CJ or other networks or run independent programs, you can rest assured, if you run into me at a trade show, you know that I'm out there looking out for the best interests of publishers, and kind of rolls us into today's topic, which is um, similar to last week top 10 list, more or less, of things that publishers can do to make sure that their program is, is on, uh, on track to generate uh, the largest amount of commissions possible. You know, everyone has their own personal goal, and if you want to make $1,000 a month or you want to make 100000 or a $1 million a month, there are ways to do that, and there are some fundamentals that we're going to be covering today. And different from what we've done in, in, the, in recent shows, where we've kind of broken it out into three segments of basic, intermediate, and advanced. Today we're going to cover uh, things in, in a slightly different format, really looking at things that you can do as a publisher on a daily, a weekly, a monthly, and a quarterly basis to make sure your program's on track. But before we do that, I want to give out the name of our email address. If you have any questions about the show or any comments, you love us, you hate us, let us know. Email us at podcasts at cj.com, and that's plural, P 
P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S. And um, we'd uh, love to respond back to you. And before we get into the bulk of today's content, we want to make sure that our sponsors are well-fed. We'll be right back after a quick commercial break. You're just minutes away from more Affiliate Marketing Today. Stay tuned. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN-accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R. Com. More than a name. Click Tracks, all new version 6. Prepare to segment your visitors and build custom reports on the fly with the most comprehensive and intuitive web, web analytics programs on the planet. Dan Noyes, president of Zephoria.com, writes Click Tracks is like a religion to us. We rarely consult our clients on site or campaign changes without first seeing what Click Tracks reveals. Sign up for your free trial today. Your only risk, you may end up in our next commercial. ClickTracks.com, turning your future into a fortune. 60-day free advertising trial on the best of the web directory. That's BOTW.org, the Internet's oldest directory since 1994. We know what you want, and we've got what you need. And hey, if you can get some free online advertising in this world with no strings attached, feel us up. I I, I mean, feel free to take advantage of this extraordinary offer and start your no-risk 60-day free online advertising advertising trial today best of the web botw.org now back to affiliate marketing today only on webmasterradio.fm here's your host hello everybody welcome back to affiliate marketing today with your hosts kim dalzell and brian caldwell today we are talking about the top 10 list for publishers uh Last week we talked about advertisers, and this week we're talking about publishers. And Brian is going to uh, talk to us a little bit about that. And last week, I know with the advertisers, I talked about how really for an affiliate program to be successful from an advertiser perspective, um, it really needs to be that 15 hours a week is sort of the minimum that they that an advertiser should be spending working on the program. So with that said, what you know, what it, what are the hours or what are the tasks that need to happen Brian with a pub, uh, from the publisher side because I really don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, a lot of people don't know. A lot of publishers like to keep their sauce secret as it were. Um, but as as I mentioned as we were going into the intro of this show, there are some fundamental things that every publisher really needs to be paying attention to. Um, a lot of it has to do with time management, to be honest. Um, and similar to how advertisers need to be, spend time on their program on a regular basis, publishers need to do the same thing. Whether you know they have a, a nine to five job and are doing affiliate marketing on a, on a as a side um, revenue stream, or whether they're doing it as a full time profession, uh, either way, there are still some things you got to do on a on a daily basis. Um, so, kind of topping the list in in my mind is is making sure that you take time to respond to any advertiser that uh, has, has really tried to get in touch with you. If you're working with an advertiser already, obviously 
they're concerned that uh, you're timely in terms of your response. If they've got a new program that they're trying to promote, maybe they have an offer for you that you aren't yet aware of. Maybe you've got links up that are um, for an older campaign that need to come down or be swapped out with something new. Either way, there needs to be a two-way exchange. Kind of goes back to things uh, that we've talked about in, in recent shows, and it comes down to relationships and trust. Uh, the thing you, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say. I mean, I think one of the things from an advertiser perspective that that can be very frustrating for our advertisers is when they do try and communicate with publishers, especially about links that they're trying to remove. I think that from advertisers get very frustrated when they they're trying to get a, a link off of a page. Um, is there any secrets they can have to to try and get in touch to get publishers to be more responsive? I don't know if you have any. Well, I mean. Or if there are any secrets. <laughs> there aren't necessarily secrets, but depending on um, which method you're using to uh, interact with an advertiser, i.e., if you have direct relationships, or whether you're going through a network like Commission Junction or whether you're going through other, other third parties, um, everyone's going to have their unique way of, of interacting uh, with between advertisers and publishers. It just so happens that in our network, the CD market, uh, Marketplace, we do have something called an invalid links uh, generating traffic report. So uh, on a daily basis, this is one of the things that I would recommend that publishers review uh, in addition to any email that's coming in, which might be from an advertiser, might be from our network quality department as well, um, but definitely run a custom, this custom report uh, so that you can identify any links that you do have which are public on your websites which are generating traffic to a closed program. Because essentially, if you're doing that, you're wasting clicks. And right. You don't want to be doing that. Uh, and of course, right, wasting money. It's going to be trying to chase you down and make sure you pull the things <laughs> down. So, I mean, that's just one simple example of the types of communications and some of the things you might want to do on a daily basis uh, for links and, and uh, making sure that advertisers are happy. I mentioned also that you might be getting contacts from a network quality uh, team to make sure that you're brand bidding is compliant or that the creative that you're using to m promote a particular advertiser is compliant. And it's really important, especially uh, here at CJ and at other networks as well, that you as a publisher are responsive to that type of communication because if you're not, you run the risk of being shut out of a program. And that's the last thing you want if you've got a hot program that you're making money with. Right, because you know the publisher doesn't want to lose money, and and advertisers really don't want to shut publishers down. They just they want to make sure they're compliant. And and most of the advertisers that I work with, even if a publisher is doing you know something that is quote unquote wrong in their eyes, they'll they'll you know as long as they talk to the publisher or try and communicate with them, and the publisher will make changes, they're more than happy to keep them on. So, you know we. It, the advertisers in it to make money, and the publishers in it to make money. So it's all. I think we keep saying this. It's all about communication. <laughs> it's all about money. Come on. <laughs> money. Oh yeah, that's true. It really is all about money. <laughs> all right. So um, that's kind of you being proactive as a publisher. I'm sorry, reactive. <laughs> yeah. Get, get it straight, Brian. Um, that's me being reactive. And there are some things you can do to be proactive as well. Uh, and again, on a daily basis. I, if I were a publisher, would want to be looking at, oh, things like, I don't know, what, what type of daily transactions have occurred over the last uh, 24 hours or the last 48 hours or the last week, whatever preference you have for, for gauging your site traffic. That includes impressions, clicks, and conversions, of course, mostly 
the conversion is what I pay attention to because um, that's where the money is. But uh, the point is that you want to be on top of this. You want to make sure uh, not only that you have um, traffic coming to your site, but that you have traffic uh, looking at the ads that you're trying to promote, clicking through those ads, and, and as I said, most importantly, are converting into a sale or a lead at the advertiser's uh, side of things. Right, and I think one of the important things to note on that is if you're not if you, if you're not seeing any type of conversion to check and make sure that there's not a technical issue going on or which it could be you know something that the publisher had done it could have been something that the advertiser done or you know some other you know technical reason why it, it may not be converting right. um, and we want, we like to catch those as quickly as possible right and, and open the advertiser. Also- it's also so you can um, identify trends. So if right. you spot uh, the fact that your, your volume of sales is going up, uh, or that you, or combines with that, the volume of sales is going up, but you're getting more reversals on your transactions. You know that's kind of a, a good news, bad news situation. If the volume of sales is going up, that's great as long as there's no reversals. If there are reversals, then you might want to step back from your program and say, all right, what did I do in the last few days that might have, A, increased my traffic, but B, increased the traffic with junk traffic. (laughs) Right. Um, So obviously the ideal there is to increase traffic uh, in a targeted way without getting the junk traffic uh, thrown in there as well. Right, you want the the quality. Yeah, exactly. Um, Um, Now, are there some publishers that may want to look at or I would think that there maybe search search arbitragers would want to look at their reporting more frequently than daily. You know, maybe they look at it a few times a day if they're yeah. doing different types of campaigns. Yeah, that, that's a really good point. I mean, if you've got um, near real-time reporting or real-time reporting as much as possible, then uh, if you are working in arbitrage, you're doing intraday bid adjustments, ideally, so that you can capture the best uh, the most amount of traffic at the right times of day. And, yeah, you, you absolutely want to keep a, an eyeball on the types of reports that are coming out of um, the, the click stream so that, uh, at the end of the day, you, like I said, you're trying to adjust on an intraday basis. And if you've got a, a money-losing campaign, maybe you added in, uh, say, a 1,000 new keywords uh, in the last 24 hours, but they're just not performing, you're going to shut those down right away because otherwise right. it's just costing you money and you're not making um, the uh, commissions off the back end to support that. Um, and the flip side of that is if you've added in a 1,000 keywords in a certain area and maybe you're testing out a new keyword space and it's going well, well, gee, guess what? It's time to start looking laterally for other keywords in that space and add them into your campaign as well. Exactly. Now, are there other things that they should be doing on a daily basis? One of the things that I would also recommend, in addition to watching your traffic and making sure that you're responsive to incoming uh, communications, is to make sure that you're keeping an eye on, A, new advertising opportunities. Uh, and you can you know, do that by looking at the various areas of the network that you're working with. Um, for us, that happens to be the GetLinks area. Uh, and, and you want to make sure that if a, brand, a new brand becomes available through an affiliate program or with an affiliate program that you jump right on board of that because there's a, a great first mover advantage to uh, this industry. And you want to make sure that if any new types of offers are, being, um, are becoming available from existing brands who you might be familiar with, but you haven't stopped to really reevaluate their, their offerings in a while, uh, you just want to keep an eye on, on opportunity because there's new opportunity all the time. Uh, offers come and they go, and sometimes a program becomes less profitable over time, and you want to make sure that that's 
if that happens and you happen to be associated with that program, that it's not simply eroding your margins, but that you're replacing it with uh, another equally attractive program to, to keep your revenue stream uh, at least flowing level and, and ideally growing on a monthly basis. Right, and we, we tell advertisers that they're, you know, for, for a publisher, you may not be competing against somebody who's necessarily in your vertical. So, you, you know, uh, an a, uh, electronics, uh, electronics merchant may not be competing with, on a publisher site with another electronics merchant, but they may be competing for space for, you know, an insurance you know, insurance leads or something like that. Right. So that's one of the things that I think you know. Just to give a little bit more of think, tips for advertisers while we're while we're um, talking is, you know, advertisers have to realize that publishers are looking at all different types of offers, and they only have a certain amount of space on their on their site. So publishers are going to pick, you know, some of the best best offers that are going to fit on their site as well as. You know, they might have to. They may not just be bumping another electronics merchant to put you in if you're an electronics merchant, but they might have to bump, you know, an insurance agency or something like that. So, no, that's very true because at the you know at the end of this day, after you've done a review of of your um, campaign stats and kind of responded to everything you need to respond to, you're going to be going in and, and probably making some minor adjustments here and there. And as you said, if during the day you've discovered that. Um, the the insurance offer is not performing as well as an electronics offer. Uh, you may shift uh, the placement of a given text link or a banner ad on on, on your site uh, homepage or or in a deep link page in order to reap a, a greater profit. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you know, publishers really care about getting paid. Right, it's so, all about the money, like we said at the beginning. <laughs> it's all about the money. Show me the money. Um, well, I think that is about it for daily. I mean, there, there are plenty of details we could go into, but I think this being a quote-unquote top ten list, we want to keep this uh, conversation flowing. And I think the next area that we're going to go to is things to do on a weekly basis. Before we do that, why don't we just take a quick break, and we'll be right back. You're just minutes away from more Affiliate Marketing Today. Stay tuned. decade, millions of visitors seeking top ranking have visited their site. When it comes to the internet marketing expertise, one name clearly stands above the rest. Bruce Clay Incorporated. With a flexible, time-tested, and spam-free process to SEO and PPC, Bruce Clay has become the number one choice for companies of all kinds seeking to improve their search engine ranking, utilize their latest tools, training, consulting, and services. Let Bruce Clay create a tailored solution to meet your internet marketing needs today. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Here you go. Who are these people? Your customers. Customers? Yep. See, now that you're sharing all your media files through P2Pads.com, you know, like your MP3s, video files, software, pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And advertising all your sites through our global peer-to-peer network. Get to the point. Well, we're able to bring millions of your fellow surfers, basically, right to your front door. For more details, visit us at P2Pads.com. P2Pads.com. Expose yourself. It's no secret. Linking with relevant sites is a dynamic way to enhance site traffic. Avoid using unethical practices to promote your website. Obtain quality, relevant links with linksmanager.com. Since 1999, linksmanager.com has been the leading choice for managing link campaigns by thousands of websites. 
Editor-based link management software makes relevant link exchange ethical, fast, and easy. No software to install. Free unlimited support. Try linksmanager.com free for 30 days. Accept no limitations. Now, back to Affiliate Marketing Today, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Affiliate Marketing Today. And we were just talking about the top 10 things that publishers need to do. And we actually have resegmented this this program this week. Uh, we're going to be, the last section we talked about daily tasks. Uh, we're going to be moving on in this section to talk about weekly tasks. And then uh, we'll move on to monthly and quarterly. So in the last session, uh, Brian, you were actually talking about on a daily basis, aver- uh, I'm sorry, publishers looking at new offers from our new advertisers on a daily basis to see what their you know new advertisers are coming up and, and potentially putting them on their site or or um, you know using them in their search or however they're they're currently promoting. Um, are there other you know what the, what about their existing advertisers? Yeah, doing I mean, something there, too? I really, I think I got myself a little confused because on a <laughs> daily basis, you want to be looking at uh, new offers that are available from your current advertisers uh, and maximize your relationship that you, that already exists with that advertiser. Uh, and, and what you were just mentioning uh, is looking for additional opportunity to add additional revenue streams to your, your business, not necessarily through existing advertiser relationships, but by keeping an eye, and this is what I was, I was saying earlier, is keeping an eye on any upcoming newly launched advertisers who have either brand new affiliate programs, maybe they've never even done affiliate marketing before. Those are some of the best, in my opinion, uh, some great opportunity there. Um, but also with advertisers maybe that are, that are new to your particular uh, network or uh, that has simply created a new type of offer. Maybe they have a new product that they're launching or what have you. And those are ways that you as a publisher on a weekly basis, or really at any given time, you're going to be watching out for ways to create new revenue streams. But at least on a weekly basis, think about, okay, I'm in a current vertical market. I have great relationships. My business is going well. It's ramping up. Um, but in my mind, every publisher should always be thinking diversification, not only with business models. You know, they add a little bit of search, add a little bit, a bit of organic, do a few coupons, you know, mash it up any way that, that is appropriate to your particular um, business, but also diversify into different markets and make sure that if 90% of your revenue is coming from one particular retailer, what happens if that retailer... You know, it takes a nosedive for some reason. You know, suddenly you're, you're depending on that revenue for whatever reason, even if it's just for vacation, vacation mm-hmm. or pocket change. But if it's your livelihood, then you know you're you're up a creek, and so you want to make sure that you're always looking for new opportunities, especially in those other vertical markets. It's kind of where it's coming from. So. Right. I I also think that uh, publishers also, you know, especially those that have a a fairly extensive site should also look to see if there's several offers from one advertiser that can that could do well in different parts of their site. You know, I um, you know, I, I think of some large 
publishers like a You Promise, where there's there's multiple places where an offer could could be. So if you're selling baby products, it could it could be under baby, it might be under gifts, um, but they might be two different types of offers or promotions. And I, I think that's something else that publishers should take a look at is, you know, just because there's there maybe the advertiser is just offering free shipping, there might be someplace else some other promotion like ten percent off that might also work in a different part of their site. That's a really good point. Yeah. So on, on, on a, at least a weekly basis, then you're talking about take a step back from your business. Think about what you're currently doing. Think laterally. What are other ways that you can be doing uh, promoting the same type of offer? Uh, as you said, you know, maybe maybe you're used to promoting an offer because it has free shipping, but perhaps there are other um, categories where you can list an offer, or other uh, other pages, or other types of keywords that you can associate with that particular offer, and test. Test, 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 test. You know, try it out, see if it works. If it doesn't work, move on. But it, you know, always, constantly be testing. Right, because I think you know, consumers from from experience that I think that we've seen is that you know that not all consumers like the same type of offer. Um, and so, if you're showing it in different, showing maybe the same advertiser, but off, but showing different offers, sometimes you get a different type of consumer. That's actually a really interesting point because um, I recently came across an offer. I'm not going to name it, but it it did extremely well with different ethnicities. Mm-hmm. It's something that the average pr- uh, publisher probably doesn't think about too much. You know, market in a cultural way, and you might be able to get incremental value out of uh, different cultures. Right, so, cultures, yeah, demographics, just... all that. Yeah, absolutely. And even different sites, I've, I've noticed that an offer on a on a coupon and deal site may perform better um, just because that's what if it's like specific to a discount um, because the consumers are all going there for that specific discount but if you put up just free shipping sometimes it doesn't do as well because even though it, it really equates almost to the same amount of discount when it's all said and done the consumer sees the 10% um, coupon as being much more value to them than free shipping which could could be more money when it all comes down to it. So yeah, exactly. And it you know really comes back to what we said earlier about um, using the results uh, of your daily reporting uh, to make sure that you're you're finding the trends and um, or creating those trends through testing and, and and checking back on them later. Make sure that you have the right types of offers and and ad uh, creative and and have them matched up with appropriate ad spacing uh, or. or Inventory to make sure you get the, the very strongest performance and not the weakest performance out of your program. Right. So. And I, I think um, along with that is one of the other ones I think we were going to talk about is is that uh, consider t- taking off offers that have high click-through rates, but then they don't convert because that's really not worthwhile. Now you're talking about publication rates. <laughs> what? <laughs> See, you're talking about commission rates again. It all comes back <laughs> to the money. Um, it's all about the money. I, I'm sorry. I said it's all about the money. Yeah, no, exactly, and, then, and that's kind of how I, I per- perceive the um, what, keep an eye on the click-through rate uh, conversation because, uh, as, you know, as you said, low or high click-through rates, low conversions are not good for, for anybody, um, but it, it goes along with what we were saying a couple minutes ago where, where you want to be earning the most commission, and so you want to move the strongest offers into the best performing spaces, and, and move those low performing offers to a, a different location, or, or simply uh, nuke them from your site altogether, or pull them out of any any uh, pay per click campaigns because there's no reason for you to run stuff at a loss, n- nor 
is, are there usually a reason for you to run them at a break-even? Although there are some st specific strategies that certain publishers will use um, uh, in, in that regard, to run it at a, a break-even. So, okay. So I think one of the next things we wanted to chat uh, about regards in regards to the uh, the weekly tasks that a publisher needs to consider are um, really following up with advertisers whom you are trying to create a relationship with. So you as a publisher, you know, you're doing your due diligence, you're finding those new programs, you're making sure that those advertisers have a great brand or they have a great product. Maybe it's in a, a, you know, a new niche market or in a, in a really hot space. And you know, you're trying to create a relationship with these folks, get live and moving forward. Well, if you apply to be a part of the affiliate program but you never follow up, you're not really following through on the on the game plan, and so at the end of the day, uh, you're not going to earn the commissions that you really want to be earning. And I think in, in either the last show or a couple shows ago, I made made a point that if you want to be one of the top performing publishers out there in the market, you really have to have your ducks lined up, and you have to make sure in this regard that you follow through. You yeah, and I, I think along with that is is if you get declined from a program so if you if you apply to an advertiser's program and you get declined and you really think that you could still do well with that program follow up with the advertiser because they're they're typically fairly responsive so from an advertiser perspective if an advertiser is going through you know 50 applications from different publishers they may have certain criteria that are you know you know fairly basic maybe they're just looking at um, certain statistics. So, and you may you may fall just outside of that, whatever their little checklist is. Um, but that's not to say that they might not reconsider you, because I I know from experience that uh, a lot of times advertisers won't accept, say, a new publisher to the network because they they may be fearful that they're not going to be able to perform. But if you're really diligent about getting back to them and saying, "Hey, look, I think I could perform for these particular reasons," advertisers are. are usually accept those publishers. So yeah, communication say, is key. <laughs> communication is key. We keep coming back to that, that theme, and it's, it's so important. And I, I think there are a couple of other things you can do in terms of follow-up. Obviously, if you have uh, a way to email an advertiser or, or, or even with a phone call, though a lot of affiliate managers don't like phone calls, um, just you know, follow up directly. But you can also reach out to your peer community. Uh, you know, visit the forums, post a question about the advertiser. Um, you know, follows us also in, in in line with doing your due diligence to make sure that the program that you're you're interested in is going to be a good one. You know, how have you? Uh, you know, my, asking your friends, how how have you been doing with uh, Brand X? Or did you hear about the new program? I'm having a hard time getting in. What are you in? Did you get, you know how? Did, what did you have to do to get in? Uh, and and really using your community to to help achieve your goal is is also very beneficial. Also, you want to make sure that if you are applying to a new program and, and you don't have any track record, that your um, your profile, whatever that may be, uh, if it's in a network, make sure that you have all your websites listed and, and really outline your business practices. And um, that should do the trick. Yeah, I, I, along with that is, is is definitely keep your profile updated. I think that, that sometimes advertisers go and they look at what the profile is and they say, oh, I don't, you know, might say that they only do search, and the advertiser may say, "Oh, I don't, I don't want to deal just with search, so I, I don't want to do that site." But the reality is, they have several different promotional methods, and they're not listing them, and so that may be why they have been declined. So, exactly. really need to to make sure that 
you know, we, I think we keep going back to the same theme of it, communicating and kind of over-communicating so that the, the advertiser has all the knowledge of what you, you, you do so that they can make a, a truly educated decision on whether you would work well for their program. Right. Keep yourself in mind uh, from the advertiser's perspective. And if you, <laughs> if you look like somebody that uh, you wouldn't want to talk to, time to change that profile. That's right. That's okay, right. so I think we've covered um, at least a few daily tasks, some uh, weekly tasks, and the next thing that we're going to go into are some monthly tasks uh, that you want to keep in mind as you're building out and ramping up your program. Um, before we do that, however, our, our sponsors, are, as always, uh, like to get paid, and we'll be, uh, we'll be right back after we take one of those sponsored breaks. You're just minutes away from more Affiliate Marketing Today. Stay tuned. Over 4,000 clients around the world are utilizing effective content-based solutions from InfoSearch Media with the expertise of over 200 professional copywriters to work for you. Studies show that the number one factor visitors consider before making a purchase online is trust. And nothing creates more trust and loyalty than well-written, informative content. High-quality content also generates free search engine traffic. Content is definitely king. Visit InfoSearch media.com today once a tool used exclusively for communicating with the media pr web was the first company to develop a distribution strategy around direct to consumer communication by implementing web 2.0 technologies pr web has completed the online communication loop by directly engaging your audience with your news for example pr web is the first newswire to integrate press release trackback whether you want to dominate your market or just make a little noise pr web is here to help you thrive in the marketplace and the media. PR Web. You're brilliant. Brilliant. At creating innovative ideas. Ideas. Building brand value and increasing customer loyalty. But when it comes to measuring, testing, and optimizing every online interaction, you need help. In the fast-changing new world of marketing, the web is where it's happening. Where it's happening. That's why a powerful online marketing performance management solution is the next major evolution for web trends and for you. Web trends. Web trends marketing lab. You bring the art, we'll deliver the science. Learn more now at webtrends.com. Now. Back to Affiliate Marketing Today, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Welcome back to Affiliate Marketing Today with your hosts, Kim Dalzell and Brian Caldwell from Commission Junction. Today, we've been talking about uh, the top 10 list for publishers. And uh, for those of you who have been listening to our past two segments, we've talked about daily and weekly tasks. And now we're going to move on to some monthly tasks. And at the break, and uh, just prior to the break, actually, we were talking about updating, publishers updating their program description and making sure that they, they, they make any changes because that's really where the advertiser is going to go and, and look to see, you know, how, how is this publisher going to promote, promote me? So I don't know, Brian, if you want to talk about what they should really be updating and well, sure. Yeah, I mean, just to, to bullet that. So, again, it's making sure your profile, which appears to any advertisers, is, is up to date in terms of how do you promote, you know, what methods are you using? Uh, are you a loyalty site? Are you a uh, 
content traffic site? Are you a, a member-driven site, etc.? Do you use email search? What, whatever it might be, you want to make sure that all your methods are are uh, known to any potential advertiser uh, advertiser relationships. If you if you have specific demographics too, I know advertisers look like to see that as well. Yeah, exactly. So if you have a, a particular amount of traffic that's coming through that is impressive, uh, you definitely want to make sure an advertiser knows that going into um, any future relationships. But for existing relationships, it's equally important because after you get a certain amount uh, of, of history with any given advertiser relationship, uh, most likely, if you're doing everything right, uh, the traffic that you're sending to an advertiser and the amount of, of revenue that advertiser is, is generating with your help is going to be increasing. And if you're uh, a publisher that uses a model which can use a, a payout increase on, a, say, it's a percent of sale, maybe you get boosted from 3% to 5%, or on a lead gen program, maybe you get uh, a few uh, more dollars per lead, um, at least that's your goal. The, the point is that you really want to be able to step up to an advertiser and say, hey, you know, let's say the last 30 days have been doing great work for you, generated X amount of, of leads and sales, and at this point, I can do more. But what it's going to take is uh, you know, a little bit more cash on, on, the, on, the, on the table. Now, I have to say, from an, being, being on the advertiser advocate here, we don't always like to give more money. <laughs> and, well, why is that? You know, I, 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 we do want to pay publishers for what they deserve, but I think uh, we also want something out of it. So typically the advertiser will, will, is willing to, to raise rates if they think the publisher can deliver. I think what, what kind of what, proof are they looking for? They're, they're looking for a consistent growth. So, or you know, and it also depends on the it depends on the the advertiser and the publisher, obviously. But you know, let, let's say we're talking about a lead program, and they're generating a hundred leads today. The advertiser may want to see two hundred leads in order to give them more money, and and uh, in quality leads too. You know, so so sometimes the av- from the advertiser's perspective, we really have to we really have to evaluate. You know, just strictly talking, let's just strictly talk lead leads at this point. Are they are the quality of the leads? Are are they consumers that are going to stay with the advertiser? Um, Basically, the advertiser is interested to know if the uh, leads are converting off the back end. Of course, from a publisher perspective, all we're trying to do is is send the advertiser as, as much volume as possible. But those savvy publishers out there get the fact that quality is is almost as important as, as volume. Mm-hmm. You, you might counter that with saying quality is more important than volume. Um, it really depends mm-hmm. on the advertiser we're talking about. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, there are certain publisher models which are going to require you know, that cash up front in order for the publisher to then turn around and, and use that cash in a way that's going to generate higher, higher quantities of quality traffic. Now, uh, specific- is it, if a publisher gets more money, does it really help them to generate more, or is it because they're using that money to, to do different promotional methods, or... Yeah, well, that's the big question in the advertiser's mind, right? If yeah, I give them more exactly. money, where is that money going to go? Is it going to go right to their bottom line and, and into their pocket and help fund their Maserati, or is it going to be reinvested into a publisher's program? In my experience, most of the time, it's going to be reinvested, because the more volume that a publisher can do, 
the better they look in the long term, um, in, in the big picture, right, they're able to then turn around and potentially create additional new advertiser relationships because they have a greater, uh, a bigger history with the programs that they're working with uh, today. They can, they can show that they've generated significantly more revenue. Uh, if they take extra money from a given advertiser and they turn around and they use that in the right way, you know, then, like I said, they're creating that track record, which is going to prove to the next advertiser that this publisher knows what they're talking about. <laughs> well, I think that, um, it, you know, I, I still think it's sort of a controversial thing from an advertiser, you know, the advertiser side. We we as advertisers have a, not that we have a difficult time raising rates because we do want to incent publishers that do deserve to have their money, but the, the advertisers have to weigh the reasons why they would incent, incent the publisher and, and if it's going to be worthwhile. I mean, I do know that we have done that sometimes in the past, and we've raised payouts or we've raised rates and we haven't gotten anything more from it. Sure. Um, and there's, but, there's certain, you, know, I, you know, it's one of those things we've got to work out. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say there's certain business models which um, are um, much more reactive to a payout increase. Uh, you know, obviously, the, the pay-per-click guys want to be able to bid more on, on given keywords, and that's their way of, of creating a larger net to capture more traffic and send that to the advertiser. Uh, another uh, model would be the, you know, the loyalty or coupon sites who can shift a banner into a, a higher visibility area and uh, create more traffic that way. So, you know, each publisher is going to be um, unique in that instance. It um, sounds like it. Uh, there's, you know, two things that we're trying to get across. One is the publishers and the advertisers need to communicate whenever they're they want to, you know, either one wants to have a pay increase, um, you know, if the publisher wants a pay increase and the advertiser is willing to give that, but have a communication. And then also, I think you mentioned it in the week, when we were talking about the weekly, is is test and see, you know, do a test with an advertiser at, with a higher payout, and if you generate more traffic, then it warrants it. Right. And actually, that's a, a great segue, uh, since we are talking about kind of a top ten list of things to do on a, at this point on a monthly basis, uh, what publishers are going to want to do is review trends uh, at, at a you know, kind of a bigger picture level, monthly, maybe even quarterly, well, we're going to get to quarterly in a second, and watch trends of how advertisers are performing. Uh, if you're in a network, you, you have access to uh, some certain exposed numbers that will let you watch uh, if an advertiser's program or certain uh, types of banner ads are trending up or down in terms of the conversion rate and how well a given promotion is performing. And maybe it's a holiday promotion, it's uh, either doing really well or it's not doing well, or uh, according to specific promotional methods. So maybe email is, is doing really well with a particular promotion, but uh, coupons are not, uh, et cetera. Mm -hmm. so if you're able to watch those types of trends, then you're able to adjust your own campaigns so that you can reap a greater reward. Absolutely. I think we wanted to talk about um, make sure that advertisers are, you know, if they're extending or reversing large numbers of transactions, because that, that can affect how the um, publisher's running their business, right? Right, exactly. And so if uh, an advertiser is reversing, then, you know, the publisher's going to want to pay attention to that. And it could be two things. Either the advertiser is promoting something that's... Um, maybe not uh, what the consumer expected. And so mm -hmm. the traffic is coming through and, and purchasing something, and they're just you know, they're receiving something in the mail, and it's just not what they expected. So that you're going to get a reversal on that. Um, 
or it could be that the publisher is sending in traffic which is uh, not quite ideal, uh, not, not really matched to the type of offer that's being presented at the end of the click. And in that case, a consumer may go through and, and um, you know, consume something, but they're doing it with the intent of, of re returning it all along. And that's, again, you know, that's, that's traffic which potentially a publisher can tr control and make adjustments to and um, really reform themselves so that at the end of the day, that advertiser doesn't turn around and say, hey, this publisher really isn't who I expected. Uh, so we're either going to terminate their program, or maybe if you have achieved that, that level where you're, you're receiving a special payout rate, the, that special payout may, rate may go away. Right. So it comes down to profile and, and kind of respect and, and all of that that we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks. And I think um, you know extending extending is is some I think is basically a term more that we use on on the CJ network. So essentially, that's pushing out transactions so that um, the publisher is not going to be paid on those transactions for maybe an additional an, an additional month. Yeah. Um, in some cases, and I know that can help that can hurt a publisher's cash flow. Yeah, so I, you know, I, for all those advertisers out there, we try and tell the advertiser that that they don't publishers don't really like that. Although publishers are fairly accommodating and understand that that sometimes needs to happen in the advertiser's world. Yeah, ideally, a publisher is aware that uh, a certain type of advertiser might uh, do reversals or, or extensions uh, as the normal course of business. And what I'm thinking of here would be, say, uh, a shoe vendor, right? And uh, people do tend to, to return shoes. Um, or, I don't know, what's another type of advertiser that uh, might typically extend it? Um, well, I, I think a lot, the advertisers that I find that extend are are basically retailers who may have a 30 or 60 day return policy. And so they're afraid that in the 30, you know, may, usually within the first two weeks or maybe 30 days, they're getting majority of their returns. So rather than paying out and then having to do some sort of correction for the publisher, they extend those transactions so that they're not actually paying them right then. They're waiting for, to see what types of returns come in. Right. So as a publisher, if you've done your due diligence, you've really baked that into your business plan with working with a particular advertiser, and you don't face uh, you know, cash flow problems or anything along those lines. Right. And the, the, other, the other case that I was thinking of that, that uh, this occurs is in is in a lot of times in hotels. So if you're booking for booking a hotel, you um, you know depending on how the the advertiser the hotel property is paying for it, they, typically they pay on the actual stay instead of the booking. And so if they are paying on the stay, then then you're going to get paid once the the stay happens. And um, so in that case, you know if I'm traveling to a hotel in Florida, I may book it in January, but I may not stay until March. And that's when the publisher would then end up getting paid out on the, in that case. Right. That's a really good point. All right. So we've been talking about a lot of the monthly tasks, and um, we're going to move on to um, quarterly tasks. So before we do that, we need to pay some of our sponsors. So we're going to give you a commercial break here, and we'll be right back. You're just minutes away from more Affiliate Marketing Today. Stay tuned.
It's no secret. Linking with relevant sites is a dynamic way to enhance site traffic. Avoid using unethical practices to promote your website. Obtain quality, relevant links with linksmanager.com. Since 1999, linksmanager.com has been the leading choice for managing link campaigns by thousands of websites. Editor-based link management software makes relevant link exchange ethical, fast, and easy. No software to install. Free unlimited support. Try linksmanager.com free for 30 days. Accept no limitations. For the last decade, millions of visitors seeking top ranking have visited their site. When it comes to the internet marketing expertise, one name clearly stands above the rest. Bruce Clay Incorporated. With a flexible, time-tested, and spam-free process to SEO and PPC, Bruce Clay has become the number one choice for companies of all kinds seeking to improve their search engine ranking, utilize their latest tools, training, consulting, and services. Let Bruce Clay create a tailored solution to meet your internet marketing needs today. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Now, back to Affiliate Marketing Today, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Welcome back to Affiliate Marketing Today with your host, Kim Belzell and Brian Caldwell. Uh, we have been talking about tasks that a publisher, or a checklist per se, that a, a publisher needs to go through uh, to run their program. We've discussed daily and weekly and monthly, and now we're going to get into quarterly. So these are more higher-level tasks that you probably want to do you know, on a quarterly basis. Some you, you might want to do more often. But um, you know, as we've said before, Brian is more of the publisher guru, so I'm going to let him talk about the first quarterly task and uh, see if I can add any, any other issues or questions around it. Sure. Actually, I think um, we'll be talking a, a lot together back and forth on this particular topic because really when you're, when you're talking about quarterly tasks, this is the chance uh, for the publishers uh, that really want to make it big to step back and get a little more strategic in their planning for, for the remainder of the year even. So on a quarterly basis, you may be looking at the entire year, um, but just making sure that on a quarterly basis you're, you're refining your plan. Um, so what I mean by that is you might step back and look at um, like product-related events or holidays that are coming up and really start planning your strategy for maybe additional site pages or going out and creating more mini-sites or um, putting together an email campaign, newsletters, uh, and you know, more especially search marketing promotions because at, at, you know, the holidays, uh, search marketing guys ramp up and get really aggressive on their bidding strategies, so you want to make sure that you're also out there with a, a good mix of, of keywords, expanding on your keyword discovery, and have the right bids in place, and, and more, maybe more importantly, the cash flow to support what you want to do. Right, because those holidays is usually when uh, most of the publishers, I would, I would guess, um, especially working with those the retailers, are going to make their big, the big money, so... Yeah, I think it's important to, to think about the types of advertisers that you do work with. You made a good point because the holidays are a big ho- uh, selling season for the e-tailers, but they may not necessarily be a big um, boom for the, the mortgage folks or guys that generate uh, guys and gals that generate leads for say the education market. Those latter two markets have their own boom time, and if you have been in the business for a while, you want to make sure that you, you take note of those times. And if you haven't been in the business for a while and you're, you're getting into that, you want to be asking your peers, hey, well, you know, what's the big time of, of, of year for uh, when we receive more, 
or leads or whatever the markets you're actually working in, you just want to make sure that you're, you're aware of the boom times and be prepared for them so that on a quarterly basis you can make adjustments and, and really plan for it. Right, and I, I think you make a good point that this way they can have a, you know cash flow the whole year because you know, one thing I didn't even think of is the education market. I always, you know, and I even actually have advertisers that I work with in that market. And you're right, you know, December is January. Um, big January and December are usually pretty slow for them, but then February they're kicking in because, you know, jan- end of January, beginning of February, back to school and colleges are coming back, so they're getting a lot of traffic then. And in the summer when a lot of times the regular retailers are slow, uh, schools are back, starting to back into session, and they're getting a lot of their traffic then. Exactly. And, and to, to drill in on that a little bit, uh, the e-tailers the in the education business, not just the, the lead gen uh, for profit schools, um, but the e-tailers that are actually dealing with, say, uh, textbooks or back-to-school supplies, you know, they have their own little mini-booms here and there. Uh, so it's the back-to-school time, but uh, specifically for textbooks, it's uh, when does school end, right? Because you're selling right. your textbooks back to the, the retailers, so that they can begin the cycle all over again. So every little market's going to have its own mini boom and bust, not a bust necessarily, but a boom rather, uh, a spike in traffic that you can take advantage of if you've properly uh, planned for that, including all the elements we were just uh, discussing, and, and you know, cash flow is a big part of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I was just going to go into, um, part of the planning process is going to be planning to contact your advertiser partners. Right? And um, the reason you want to do that is maybe you're, doing extremely well with a particular program, that uh, advertiser has, has recognized that fact, and you have an open discussion going back and forth, and you may want to step up and say, all right, well, advertiser X, I am planning to do this, that, and the other thing, and I really want to get some custom com- content or maybe custom seasonal ads uh, that you can uh, plug into your sites and c- campaigns and emails and whatnot and, and really go to town and actually have a more customized message that relates to you as a specific publisher rather than uh, use the generic stuff that's going to be available from an advertiser. I I think most advertisers are open to that. They are. Most of them are open to it. And and even uh, sometimes custom landing pages. So you may want to customize, a publisher may want to work with an advertiser to have a specific landing page that's just for them. And I know, especially for those really highly branded websites, uh, you know, publishers that you know have a highly branded site, so um, they like they're they're building on their consumer brand. They like to to do some custom stuff with advertisers, and and advertisers really will work with them if if they're driving the type of revenue that they want. Exactly, and I, I think maybe just by saying what we just said might open the eyes of certain publishers because I know a lot of publishers that. that maybe aren't doing a huge amount of business right now in the affiliate space, they, they don't really look beyond what's available at, at the surface in, in a network like uh, CG Marketplace. And uh, so they may never really dig into a program and, and understand all the things that they can request of an advertiser. Uh, all it takes is a little bit of track record. Yeah, and I, and, I, and I also find that advertisers are, especially ones where it's fairly easy for them to put together custom landing pages or product catalogs, things like that, they're very willing to work with publishers to make things specific to them. And, and sometimes it just is a matter of asking, you know, asking the advertiser. And you, I think you'd be pleasantly surprised at the amount of, of advertisers that are willing to help out publishers because they know that's where they're going to get their revenue or their leads. Right, so the the old saying, right, you, the only answer you will get is no unless you ask. 
uh, Correct. certainly applies That's here. Right. So, <laughs> well, what I would recommend on a quarterly basis is to contact uh, your top ten advertiser partners and simply ask, "How can we work better together? I want to work with you better." And uh, the advertiser generally is going to be very appreciative of the outreach. I, I definitely agree with that. It's, again, we go back to the, I feel like we go back to a lot of the same things, but communication with your advertiser or with your publisher, depending on you know which way the direction of the, <laughs> the communication is coming, is, is definitely important, uh, and it will help you on both sides to drive more revenue. Yep. And uh, okay, so a big part of how do you identify, or a big part of what we were just talking about is how do you identify your top ten advertisers? Uh, and of course, the the best way to do that is to do a thorough audit or review of uh, the reporting that you receive uh, about your activities as an affiliate, and say, you know, go back the last three months at least. Uh, you may want to look back even further than that, really to identify uh, additional opportunities that you may be overlooking. Um, perhaps there's a particular program that was doing a little bit better than you realized, and you can, by looking at it closely, you determine that there are other ways, other angles to try and promote that particular product. Uh, and, and do the outreach to the advertiser, perhaps get custom landing pages put together, custom content, et cetera, that allows you to create a bigger net, capture more user traffic, and generate more uh, conversions off of that. So and really I think we talked about this in, when we were talking about monthly, is you know perhaps there's different offers, but perhaps there's a different, um, it might be just outside of what your current, uh, current types of promotions that you're offering. So maybe you're doing mostly sales and you should now maybe turn to trying to do some lead-based, working with some lead-based advertisers. So sort of changing, maybe changing up your model a little bit to, to monetize a little bit better. Right, or, or, or do the mix and match. Like we were talking about education, right? If you've got a site that's promoting um, all the, the brands out there, University of Phoenix and DeVry and so on, then uh, you may want to mix in the textbooks. You may want to mix in uh, other tangentially uh, related uh, types of products and actually make sales as well as generate leads so that you can take advantage of more of the traffic that you're generating. In, in, right, in like an eCampus or Barnes & Noble working with exactly. those guys because if if you've got somebody on there looking at a lead for University of Phoenix, they probably are going to, if they're joining there, they may eventually have to buy a textbook. Exactly. So. I think really the last part of, of quarterly is, again, to... to Go back, make sure that your account is 100% up to date in terms of the profile that you have in this, in, in whatever system you're working in. Uh, and you, you know, if you're a top affiliate or, or one that's a bit more aggressive, chances are you're working with um, a lot more networks or individuals than simply a commission junction. Uh, we can keep you very busy, but you know, really to get the best of everything, you want to look out um, beyond just one network and make sure that your information is 100% accurate in every location so that you're receiving checks on time and it's going to the right social security number or tax ID number. Make sure that the uh, mailing addresses that you have are up to date, uh, especially that your email addresses and phone numbers are up to date. Maybe you've had some um, turnover in your staffing and you want to make sure that any old user accounts are inactivated, or deactivated so that uh, maybe old employees can't log in and make sure that new uh, managers of your programs are, are able to, to uh, log in and, and receive information from, from any source that they might need to. 
Yeah, this is actually important, and I think a lot of times this is overlooked on the publisher side. I know we've had trouble in the past trying to get in touch with publishers, and I don't think it's really any anybody's fault. It's just one of those things that you sometimes forget. I know in the past we've been contacting folks um, at some publishers and found out that that person that we've been trying to email has been you know, out on maternity leave or has left the company or things like that. Um, and sometimes this can prevent them getting paid. We get, you, know, you might get a check back or something, and that, we don't want that to happen. So, Absolutely. And I, I do realize, I think we all realize and, and perhaps respect to a certain extent that certain publishers really don't want to be contacted. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a variety of reasons for that. Some are n- more nefarious than others. Um, but the, you know, the bottom line comes down to everything that we've been talking about this uh, session as well as in previous episodes of the show, that you know, trust is huge. It's, it's a really important aspect to creating a, a profitable, long-term affiliate relationship between publisher and advertiser. So you know, let us find you <laughs> and let us contact you. It's, it's really going to be in, in your best interest. Right, right, and you can always you can always screen your emails, but just uh, you know keep the important ones and read the important ones and respond. Exactly. So I think we've kind of exhausted the the, the daily, the weekly, the monthly, and the quarterly tasks uh, that can keep a top publisher in in the money. And so, having said that, I um, want to make sure that even though you're listening live right now, hopefully, uh, you can also listen to us as a recorded podcast or download. It's available through iTunes or from the webmasterradio.fm website. Uh, and you can even listen to us on your cell phone if you really wanted to using the MobileCast network. Please be sure to visit webmasterradio.fm for more information. And we'll see you next week. Webmasterradio.fm